focusing on an emerging generation of kings. I'm sure someone is more than ready for the word this morning. God bless you guys so remarkably. My assignment this morning is to activate and impart and stir up things in the heart and in your heart and in your spirit and to minister grace and oil upon your heart. But there is somebody who has been prepared to bring the word this morning, to bring the word with so much life and power. She's somebody that we love in this house. She has been consistent. She is faithful. She is sacrificial. She is generous. She gives not only of our time, but also of our money and our heart and our spirit. Most of us are used to receiving ministry from her in the department of melody and harmony and musicology. But this morning she's bringing a word, freshly baked. She gave me an idea of what she's preaching the course of the week and we prayed and spent some time together virtually and I'm excited. It's a rich word, it's a strong word, it's an anointed word and it's going to transform your heart. To bring the word on first aid, let's receive Minister Vicky as she comes. where God is bringing me from. I'm just really overwhelmed by God's love. His investment in me over the years. God is really mindful of you. It doesn't matter your journey. He is. He's the orchestrator of your life's journey. Just stick with him. Glory to God. Please sit down, everybody. <laughs> Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Please. <laughs> I'll need your help, so just help me. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. First, I really want to appreciate Pastor Dami for taking a chance on me, despite my resistance. Trust me, I resisted. <laughs> Pastor Dami would not have a no for an answer. And that really mirrors who our father is. God will push you. He will propel you. He will ensure that you advance and fulfill purpose. God will stop at nothing. It doesn't matter how, how long you resist him. He will stop at nothing to prove his love for you. Whew, glory to God. <laughs> okay, so um, our text, are, the topic is first aid healing hearts and mending minds and I'm just trusting that the Holy Spirit would minister to everyone here just take a moment and just 
open up your heart. Just say, Holy Spirit, you know, you know me, you know my journey. Minister to me. I open my heart with meekness, with humility. I receive what you have for me today, Lord. Sweet Holy Spirit, the fulfilled promise of the Father, we reverence you. Thank you for how far we've come. Thank you for our journeys. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you're doing in this assembly. Thank you, Lord. We know that all things indeed work together for our good. We rest. We are assured. Have your way, Lord. Take my lips of clay and touch every broken heart. Speak to us. Awaken our sensitivity to grab your word, O oh God. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Okay. Our anchor text is in Romans 8.28. So, uh, media, please help me. The TPT translation. Okay, it says, So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers. We are being called to fulfill his divine, his design purpose. What's that design, design purpose? To reconcile men unto himself. Right? And um, looking at the, the topic for today, healing hearts and mending mind, the word that really jumps at me is the word mend. Mend. And I have some dictionary synonyms for that. When we think of the word mend, we think of restoration, healing, repair, fix, to make up, to rebuild, to cure, to recondition, to stitch, and to remedy, and even to resolve. These are words that describe the word mend. And some might just be saying to themselves, I'm not going through any, <laughs> any, any hurts now. My heart is not broken. I'm fine. Thank you very much. You know, but as new creation in Christ, God has called us into the ministry of reconciliation and permit me to call it the mending ministry, right? So please go to 600 people and tell them I am a mender. <laughs> Make sure there are 600, 600. Let me do like Pastor Dami. <laughs> I am a mender, glory to God. Is it 600 yet? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you very much, dear Menders. Please have your seat. <laughs> and someone else might say to themselves, don't mend me. I'm too broken. Don't even touch my heart. But you're like, you're... I can, even, I, I can literally see the parts of your heart. I can see it dangling. Don't worry, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm already used to this hurt. I've been bruised. I've been disappointed. I've, been, I've, been, I've faced too much delays and setbacks. I don't even want to talk. I, I don't even want to hear about mending. Don't even go there. Don't, don't talk to me about it. 
I've been disappointed one too many times. I've been relinquished in the background one too many times. Please don't go there. But you know what? I realized that you cannot mend anyone if you're not mended. You cannot, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. And you cannot be mended if you don't understand why you should be mended. So this takes us to um, 1 Samuel chapter 16. Media, please help me. Because of time, I don't want to you know, start reading from verse 1. This was when um, God spoke to Samuel, Prophet Samuel. And he was like, why are you still sulking over Saul? I've rejected him as king. I have. So please go to the house of Jesse and anoint for me a king. And of course, Samuel proceeded to the house of Jesse, called him Mr. Jesse. You know, please present your sons. God wants to anoint one of them. And he got to the house of Jesse. Mr. Jesse presented seven of his sons, right? And Prophet Samuel was trying to, you know, to identify who God was set to anoint as king. Son one, son two, son three, son four, to son seven. And God said, don't even look at the outward appearance of these people. I've rejected all of them. They are not, they are not it. And Prophet Samuel was just like, okay, what's going on? Please take us to verse 10. Thus, no, sorry, verse 9. Verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10, please. Thus, Jason made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jason, the Lord has not chosen these. 11. And someone said to Jesse, are all the young men here? Are these all the sons that you have? Then he said, um, there remains yet the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. And someone said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So you mean David was actually part of Jesse's sons? And... <laughs> They told Mr. Jesse, please bring your sons to us. And he brought only seven people. So what happened to David Jesse? <laughs> David J, right? And it just occurred to me that David didn't represent much of Jesse's investment. At least that was what Jesse taught to himself. So imagine how David would have felt. Imagine how David would have felt, like, rejected, you know, um, alone and maybe not really not an important member of the family and maybe your family is like that maybe you're from a family when by the time they had you there was no more money so your your parents just had to send you to a school you know just somewhere you know or by the time they had you your parents were too tired to even parent so you had to figure everything out by yourself you had to make decisions on your own. You had to think on your own. You had to, you know, so that, that just put you in a cage. And you just felt so alone. You just felt really, be like David. David knew God had a plan for this. And I must say that I'm, I'm, really, I'm really convinced that majority of David's psalms came from that season of pain, that season of rejection. He did, he did. As far as God was concerned, David was his, his investment. Compared, contrary to what his father thought. And God said, we will not, and we will not sit down until David comes. We won't, we won't sit down. We will wait till he comes. 
So, even if you are at the back, trust God. Trust that God has a plan for your pain. Nobody might be seeing you. You might not feel, you know, singled out. Nobody might want to take a chance on you. But you are God's investment. Trust his process. Trust his process. You know, um, in that season, David had different revelations of God. You know, pain has a way of drawing you close to God, right? I, I don't know. It's like my own case. So. <laughs> that was what happened in my own case. Maybe I'm even David. Who knows? You know, but <laughs> you know, because um, please permit me to just share a little bit of my story, right? So I, I, my parents have never been married. I think they were never married. So I don't even know what it feels like to be under the same roof, father and mother, that kind of thing. So I grew up with my, my grandmother to the age of 13. And my dad said, okay, it's time to come and live under my roof. But he wasn't even based in Nigeria. So I had to live with my stepmom who, you know, she was really amazing to me, you know, the flip side. You know, so, so it was in that season that I found God. It was in that season that I, that I found God as my Abba. So nobody can tell me anything. I know God is a responsible father. I'm I, I know it's like I know Victoria, that God is responsible. So in your season of pain, God wants, God wants to feel that pain. He wants to feel as an F-I-L-L, so he can re reveal himself to you. And this was David's case. I'll prove to you. Please, let's open to Psalm 23. This is very popular, one of David's Psalms, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down. The Lord is my shepherd. David realized God as his what? Shepherd, Jehovah Rohi. That's a dimension of God that David found at the back of the sheep, sheep field. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. David discovered God as Jehovah Jireh. He leads me beside the still waters. He discovered God as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. He discovered God as Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. For yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For he discovered God as Jehovah Elohim, God my protector. So in the season of your pain, God wants to reveal himself to you. If you would allow the Holy Spirit, if, we, if you would allow him, I'm just wondering, if, if, if J.C. was such of a father, maybe David would have just been comfortable. He wouldn't have, you know, gone through the journey of, of discovering God the way he did. Because that season prepared him for the palace. He prepared him for his contention with Saul. He prepared him for, for, for mentoring 400 men. Can you imagine that? You know, I'm talking about those 400 men. The Bible called them discontented. What do you think drew them to David? Really? 400 discontented men just came to you. Why? <laughs> because something in David resonated with them. And something in them resonated with David. understood. David knew what it meant to be discontented. He knew what it meant to feel hopeless. And that was a ministry. Because David trusted God. And God made, made a mentor out of him. So there's a plan for your pain. There's a plan for it. If you just walk with God, there is a plan 
for your pain. God is good. And Pastor Dami always says, he said, every tear that you shed, every groan of hurt or pain has an account in heaven. God is faithful. God is accountable. He is. He is. So I'm just hoping that, you know, we see the plan in our pain. I'm just really hoping. And someone's like, what's this plan, Zev? Like, I don't understand. What's the, what could possibly be, be the plan, you know, for my heart? I was raped. I, I have experienced too, one too many disappointments. The setback is alarming. What's the plan? Trust God. Trust him in that season. Trust him in that season. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's grand plan really is to fill the whole earth. But a critical part of that plan is to reconcile men unto himself. And that's where we fall in. Like, like I said in the beginning, we are all menders. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> we are all menders. We are all meant to reconcile you know, men, God, men to God and God to men. That's our assignment. That's our assignment. So you, you must allow God to feel your pain. Fill it up. Because God, God wants to feel the whole earth. He wants to fill it up. Allow him to feel your pain so you can see his glory in your pain. You can see his glory in your pain. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Joseph is another person that really, you know, stood out for me. Look at all that he went through. Look at all that he went through in the hand of his brothers. But look at, also look at Joseph's disposition when he met them. He was practically thanking God that he went through that. And he, 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 he was no longer able to carry hurt in his heart. Because he, he discovered the plan of God in his pain. Through Joseph, God preserved Egypt and Israel. Through Joseph. So your, even your disposition in the pain is very important to God. Imagine um, Joseph in the prison, just sulking and just, you know, just there. But he was mindful enough to, to, to read the, you know, the, the countenance of the butler. And that was where his gift was discovered. Because he trusted God with his pain. There is a plan. And I'm just really trusting and hoping that someone will just follow God in the midst of their pain. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. Of course, the very perfect example, the mender of men, the one who mended us with God, Jesus. Jesus, our Savior. Jehovah, Jesus, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Savior. He's the perfect example. He's the perfect example. Please let's turn our Bibles to um, um, Luke 4.18, Amplified. Jesus knew the plan. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. That's the anointed one and his anointing. You see that his anointing is upon you and I. He's upon you and I to reconcile men unto God. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, who are bruised, who are crushed and broken by calamity. Please, brethren, 
Jesus went through all of all the things he was sent to come and deliver. He went through everything. He was bruised. He was crushed. Your pain is an indication of the anointing of God upon your life. It is. It is. That pain is an indication of God's anointing upon your life. It is. Jesus had to go through all that he did. He had to go through all that he did so that he can be worthy. That's why he's the worthy lamb. He's the worthy lamb. So what are you going through? There's a plan inside of it. There's a cause for it. If you can sit with God, there's a cause. There's a cause for it. Glory to God. So why must we understand this grand plan? It's so that we can regain perspective to our pain. When you have perspective, it gives you strength to move on, to let go of those who have hurt you. When you see things through the eyes of God, when you see the heart of God in the midst of your pain, it gives you strength, it gives you vision. It gives you vision, it gives you strength, it gives you direction. That's what knowing the grand plan of God does. It becomes easier to submit to the healing power of the Holy Spirit when you know there's a plan. When you know I, you know, yes, I was raped. Yes, I'm going through delay. But God has, there's an ultimate plan for this. This, all this is going somewhere. It is going somewhere. So I'm just trusting. I'm just trusting that we're able to see God. We're able to see God in the midst of his pain. And that was what Paul meant in Romans 8.28 when he said we are convinced. We are convinced. We know that all things... Every detail of our lives, every single thing works together for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Please don't, don't, don't stay with your pain. Trust the Holy Spirit. Receive his comfort. Receive his help. Receive the grace to rise above it. Receive revelation. In that season, God, God, God wants to show you dimensions of himself that you, that you never knew existed. God wants to reveal parts of himself to you. So I'm just trusting that the spirit of God, the spirit of God will feel, will feel everywhere that you're hurting and you will see his glory in the midst of it. You will see his glory in the midst of it. So please let's just take one moment and just and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, you are brooding over every darkness. You are causing light to shine from darkness. You know where it hurts, oh God. Only you do. You know. You know. You know. Let your light shine upon every heart. Give us vision. Give us perspective. Open our eyes, oh God. That we may see our pain through your eyes. And your eyes alone, Holy Spirit comfort of the Father. No one binds a broken heart like the Holy Spirit. No one. 
and scripture says that he is close to the brokenhearted. He is. He's not far at all. Down in the valley, he's there. Deep down, further down in the valley, he's there. I know it can be so hard to just, you know, to just come out of it. The, the images are flashing. But allow the Holy Spirit hold your hand. Allow him minister grace to you. Allow him craft out, craft out the glory element in your pain. It doesn't matter how, how fragmented your pieces are. If you can just gather them and give, and give God, he will make out of it a masterpiece that will attract men to you on his account. You might not even have any fragments. It might even be so bad that it's now powdery. But there's nothing the Holy Spirit cannot bind together. He's the binder. He's the adhesive. He's the one. He's the one. He's the one who heals. He's the only one. Therapy can do something, but the Holy Spirit, he wipes it off. He wipes it off every single part of it. Lord, help us to see the plan. This plan. This plan. That we may align ourselves to the ministry of reconciliation. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, our comfort, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the one who heals, the one who soothes our hearts. We will trust you in the process because you are the orchestrator of our life's journey. You are, oh God. You are, oh God. You are, oh God. They've verbally abused you. They've, they've told you that you are mountain nothing. No, you are God's investment. You are God's investment. You're very precious to him. You're very precious to him. You mean more than the word to him. You are precious. Invested in you. His blood. His blood. His blood. Shama kabado sekele diga bato bahaya. Father, align us, O God. Align us, sweet spirit. Align us, sweet spirit. Align us, sweet spirit. You will brood over every darkness. You will cause light to shine from darkness. You are brooding over every 
for your good that disappointment it, it is all working together it is all in the plan give him the pain so your brothers can go. He's causing light to shine from darkness. He is causing <laughs> He is causing Jesus is causing <laughs> He's causing the light to shine shine out of the darkness that is what He knows how to do best. Jesus is causing <laughs> that delay, that disappointment. He's causing it. He's bringing his glory out of it. He's showing forth his praise in your pain. Jesus is brooding. Jesus is brooding. All the verbal abuse. Your father told you that the money he would have used to send you to send you to school, to school, he would have used it to buy a house. Jesus is brooding. You represent God's investment. Jesus is brooding. Don't believe otherwise. He is brooding. He is brooding. He is brooding. He is brooding. He is Open up your heart. No one knows where he hurts like the Holy Spirit. No one knows. And if it is physical pain, what I hear in my spirit is the pain that someone went through here, it has a physical effect. I don't know what it is. 
but he's brooding. He's brooding. Shobokoto Kobasi in the mountain. You were raped and you had to take out that baby and you've lost your womb. But he is restoring everything that's broken, everything that's bruised. Arabakati Kimaso. Jesus is cousin. Light to shine from darkness. He is cousin. Light to shine from darkness. <laughs> he is cousin. Light to shine from darkness. I see him cousin. Light to shine from darkness. God has restored your womb. That's the word for somebody. Oh, Shobaradikasi and he has restored your womb. Go and check. Go and do an X-ray. God will stop at nothing to prove to you that He's a restorer. He's a restorer. Give Him your fragmented pieces and allow Him make a masterpiece out of it. Allow Him. Allow him. I know you don't want to talk about it. It's a very touchy topic. You don't even want to go there. After all, you've been carrying along all this while. But Jesus is brooding. He's brooding. All those things are coming up to the surface. And he said, don't worry. You won't have to confront them alone. I will confront them with you. I will do that on your behalf. Jesus is brooding over every darkness. Jesus is healing. Jesus is healing. The balm of Gilead is healed. that has been birthed as a result of your pain, the molestation. And God is saying, I'm brooding over the darkness. I am brooding over the emptiness. If you would allow me, I will fill you up. I will fill you I will fill you up. <laughs> Open. 
hands to heal you. Open up. Open up. Open up. waters run deep but he's brooding he's brooding he's brooding We trust you, God. We trust you to put it all together. To put it all together. Please pray in the Holy Ghost. We trust you, we trust you with our hearts. You can trust God with your pain. Don't worry. He's not, he's not that man who took advantage of you. You can trust God with your hurt. God will not snitch on you. He is so trustworthy. He is so trustworthy. The Lamb is so trustworthy. We do not have a high priest who is not in touch with our infirmities. He's so in touch. He knows how you feel. He knows. He knows just how you feel. He knows the struggles. He knows the habits that were formed in that season. He knows. He is brooding. He is brooding. My God is brooding. We trust you. We trust you. 
of your life's journey. Give it to me. Allow me bring out glory from your pain. Allow me. Please pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 seconds. Joda gobo kure badi simando bahai Jegelega dizenandos Ila no shalebadai Shaparande malikosi Someone will begin to experience amazing joy after today into your shell and God is saying joy, joy, joy has come alive on your inside. Oh Lord, we open up, we open up to you. Feel us, feel us with all of you. I see him washing you. 
where there's love I see him bathing you with his words his cleaning you making you new speaks about the, the good Samaritan. Many of us have been told the story. You can play just produce the volume. Luke chapter 10 verse 30. A certain man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and guess what happened? He fell amongst thieves and the thieves stripped him of his clothing. They didn't stop there. They wounded him. They beat him severely, stripped him naked, and they left him half dead. Now by chance, a priest, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side. In other words, he just looked as if, this one, I want to follow this, because God wants to heal somebody completely today. This priest just walked past, like, this one is too much trouble. You know Why? Because many times when you've been battered or damaged, people see you and try to avoid you. Especially if the degree of brokenness is visible. And so you give up, give off a certain attitude or you come across a certain way. But just, you know, just avoid this person. Even people who might be priests. And when he saw him pass by the others, likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. The Levi just acted, you know, let me just go on my journey. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went on, and what did he do? He bandaged his wounds, and he poured two things that are symbolic of the Spirit of God. 
he poured oil and he poured wine the Holy Spirit can heal any brokenness any issue in the next three to five minutes don't say well this one I just want to keep it or this one is too difficult for God or you know what I already have a therapist you know talking to me about this one so and good the Holy Spirit says I am oil I am wine you know one of the things that the wine does the wine actually peppers the pain it burns into the wound but it closes it up it said it sets him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him on the next day when he departed he took out a denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said to him take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again I will repay you verse 37 they said Jesus asked them who's who's the neighbor who's his neighbor verse 37 he said he who showed him mercy and then Jesus said go and do likewise I want everyone who wants complete and thorough healing in any area of their lives physical emotional financial mental any area wherever you are I want to stand right now and just raise your hand up to heaven what I wanted to see in this verse is that do you know that this man's healing was not on him the price for his healing did you notice that was not on him God doesn't want to keep paying with tears what somebody else did to you you're paying with tears you're paying with low self-esteem you're paying with insecurity it's what someone else did to you the good Samaritan he had a trip he was on going on a journey but he stopped and he said see the first thing disinfected the wound with wine bandaged them to stop the bleeding somebody say the bleeding is over don't say because I said you should say say because you know the Holy Spirit is working on your heart some people have been leaking love you've been leaking you see you said if I can have a good mentor you had the best mentor and you were still leaking wisdom why there was a brokenness in your heart that couldn't retain what the wisdom was supposed to do in your life so when there are leakages in your life every leakage in your life is indicative of an area of hurt or brokenness or an area that is, that is requiring repair and God says I want to heal you completely let's raise our hands up to heaven I don't want us to belong on this but what I want us to say is Holy Spirit you are my oil and my wine I release myself to your administration I release myself to your healing I release myself to your therapy I release myself to your repair I release myself to your reformation in the name of Jesus now with your hands up to heaven and your face focused on Jesus just receive that's all just receive just receive just receive and it does not always have to be dramatic it can be so if you want to cry it's okay if you want to fall on your face it's okay but guess what most surgeries 
are silent. He's washing you with his love. He's washing you with his love. He's bathing you, bathing you, he's bathing you with his oil, with his oil. He's bathing you, he's bathing. Washing you, is 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 Every heart that needs healing receives it now by grace. In the simplicity and the sweetness of this moment, Lord, reach out to the hidden parts, to the hidden parts that need your intervention that need your intervention thank you Holy Spirit of God our wounds will no longer bleed we will no longer leak love we will no longer leak wisdom we will no longer leak the things that you've placed on the inside of us because your love covers heals soothes, strengthens, protects, refreshes. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Let me show you one more scripture before we're done. Psalm 147. Psalm 147 from verse 1 to th 1 to 5. Why are you so eager to sit? Why are you so eager to sit? Let me tell you something. Wait till you are 90, then you can sit for the remaining 10 years of your life. You are 90, you transition at 100, then you can sit. When you are still like this, stand, train yourself in alertness. Have you not been sitting for the last one hour or so? Hallelujah. Give me NKJV, please. I might need CPT for verse, th verse 3, I think, yeah. Praise the Lord for it. It's good to sing praise to our God for it. It's pleasant. And praise is, do you remember why it says that is giving you the garment of praise for the spirit of? Why? Because praise is, why? Because praise is beautiful. So when you put on the garment of praise, what happens? You look beautiful. Do you get it? I am beauty. I drip. What do you drip? Oil, right? The Samaritan bound up his wounds with oil. And wine. That's better than Martini. Verse 2. 
what does the Lord do? The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcast of Israel. Verse 3. Now see that. God heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds. Verse 4. Why? Because he counts the number of the stars. He calls them by name. Verse 5. See that. See that. Great is our Lord. God is greater than your pain and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. As we close, not only are you walking in the power of healing, but everything that the enemy thought he had shut down in your life as a result of the hurt, the pain, and the shame, I bring them back to life. In the name of Jesus. That thing that pushed you to a corner and made you feel I will never come out of my shell again. I will never be a blessing to people again. I will never trust men again. I will never trust women again. I will never give again. I will never serve, support, help, minister again. I break it over your life. I break it permanently over your life. And I proclaim complete healing in the name of Jesus. Restoration in the name of Jesus. This man in the story, like Vicky said, God had a purpose for his pain because thousands of years later, his pain is becoming the template or the context for messages across the world. I proclaim concerning you the books that were written about you, the songs that were written about you, the things that were built around you that will give glory to God, will travel into nations, into generations, into spaces, into environments into circles and communities that your physical body may never walk into. If it's not for you, don't say anything. But if it's for you, shout a mighty amen. Shout, I am healed. I am free. I am mended. And I will go forth to mend others. Somebody give God praise and glory. You may be seated. Can we just celebrate Vicky for bringing such, such a powerful word. Simple but strong. Very clear. Very anointed. And we thank God for your life. The way you're looking like this. Spirit of humility. We honor you as such a great, great word. And we thank God for you. And some of you need to listen to that again and meditate on it not just the words that were spoken but the spirit with which they were released hallelujah Jesus said the words I speak to you they are spirit and they are life so if all you get from a message is the word you may not be operating the fullness of the life of that you receive the word but you also receive the spirit in which it was delivered amen glory to the most high God the generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this how